and love is all that I can give to you. Love is more than just a game for two. Two in love can make it. Take my heart and please don't break it. Love was made for me and you. Welcome to Love Savers Radio, ministering the blessings of covenant. This is Walter and Sandy Fox from Love Savers Ministry, called by God to minister the blessings of the marriage covenant by enriching, encouraging, strengthening, and praying for the healing of marriages, especially marriages in crisis. Hi, Love Savers listeners. This is Keith Davis, the proprietor of the Golden Pear Cafes. As I enter my 30th year of marriage, I encourage you to seek the Lord's guidance and wisdom for your marriage, for He is the one who can help you day by day in building a lifetime of peace, joy, fond memories, and a beautiful family. When Anne walked into the Golden Pear to apply for a job as Golden Pear's first pastry chef, I had no idea that God had brought my future wife and mother of our three children literally to my front door. But that is exactly what he did. And although we have had our challenges and ups and downs, God has richly blessed our marriage and he gets the glory for our 30 years together. So I encourage you to seek God's will and use Love Savers as a resource to improve and bless your marriage. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Mark chapter 10, verse 9. Today's guest author is Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan is a best-selling author on the New York Times bestsellers list. He wrote The Harbinger, The Mystery of the Shemitah, The Book of Mysteries, and The Paradigm. The Oracle is his newest book. Jonathan opens up the Jubilee Mysteries and a revelation so big that it lies behind everything from the rise and fall of nations and empires, even America, to the current events of our day, to the future, to the end-time prophecy, and much more. Let's listen as Jonathan Kahn talks about his newest book, The Oracle, The Jubilee Mysteries, Unveiled. We begin by asking Jonathan the question, what is the mystery of the Oracle? Yeah, well, the Oracle is the, has to be the, the largest or uh, biggest spanning mystery I've ever wrote a book about. And it, it is so big that it includes, I mean, it embraces everything from Moses to, uh, to Mark Twain, from the prophet Daniel to Donald Trump, um, and really the mystery of our lives and the blueprint of our lives, the blueprint of the end times. It really has the secret behind what has been, what is happening right now, and what is and what's yet to come. Um, and I would I would um, kind of set it up this way. Imagine if there were scrolls around the world, and and on certain appointed days, people open those scrolls, read what's in the scroll uh, appointed for that day, and and as they read it, what they read about starts happening around the world and this is not you know this is not fantasy this is absolute reality um and what if we could find the scrolls and we can know and you know i mean this this has been happening up to where we are right now um what would it reveal well the oracle one of the things the mysteries the oracle reveals throughout is this mystery of these appointed words and the scrolls that are affecting our lives another 
um, has to do with the Jubilee, and that is the ancient day, you know, when you would return to your land, when you lost your possession, you return home. Um, the amazing thing is if, if, that world events are happening, and end-time prophecies happening according to this mystery and this countdown, this, like, clockwork. Um, and, 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 you know, in the Oracle, it's not only revealing that, but the biblical mysteries that, that give the exact dates when things were to happen, and they happen exactly as it says. So it's, it's the past, the present, the future. And one other thing to, you know, just set the stage is that as with the harbinger, you know, everything is that's re- revealed in the Oracle is real. I mean, totally real. Um, but I reveal it in a kind of narrative. So there's a man called the Oracle, and he's opening up these seven doors of Revelation. And in the seven doors are, each one has like, like eight major revelations of mystery. But, um, you know, we can, we'll touch on, we'll probably touch on, you know, maybe one mystery behind each door, you know, and, and we probably won't get all the doors, but you, you'll, you're, those who are listening will get a great taste of it. Okay, well, can you take us through the first door, the stranger? Yes. Yeah. The, the, you know, the first one to talk about the end times is Moses. And Moses, you know, in his farewell address to Israel, he says that in the last days, God's going to have scattered you across the world, talking about the Jewish people, and it all came true. He says, but in the last days, he's going to gather you back, and bring you back to the land of Israel. And he says that, but before that happens, he says there's a sign that will appear in the, in the world, and in the land. A stranger will come from far away, and he will he'll come to the land of Israel, which at that time is going to be a wasteland. It's going to be a desert, hopeless, barren devastation. And the stranger is going to bear witness of the devastation to the world. He's going to bear witness of, of how it's hopeless it is. And did it ever happen? He says, and after that happens, then God's going to bring back, start bringing back the Jewish people. Well, did it happen? It happened. A man comes from across the world, goes to the land of Israel when it's at its worst, at its most devastated, and he he has a notepad and he records what he sees and he he bears witness. He, his words that he he says are exactly the same words that Mark that that Moses said he would say. I mean, I mean, I mean. In some cases, I mean exact phrases from what Moses. And the thing is, we know who he was, and the man, the stranger who filled the prophecy was Mark Twain. Mark Twain actually made a journey before he was famous across to Israel, and he fulfilled biblical prophecy. Now, he was a skeptic, so it's amazing he fulfills this. And on his last day in the land, um, he's in the streets of Jerusalem. It's his last full day, rather, um, in Jerusalem. His last is really the peak of the journey. And he's walking the streets, and there, the Jewish people who are there are chanting a prophecy because it's the Sabbath and they're open they've opened up the scrolls for the appointed word for that day. And what is the appointed word? The appointed word is the prophecy the stranger will come from far away to the land. The exact thing so Mark Twain is fulfilling it. He's hearing it. He doesn't know it's about him. I mean amazing and for two thousand years the Jewish people have been praying every day, uh they're praying, Lord, hear our prayer uh, be merciful and bring us back to the land. Hear our prayer, be merciful, bring us back. Well, Mark Twain's real name wasn't Mark Twain. It was Samuel Clemens. Samuel Clemens means the Lord has heard and has been merciful. It was all there from the moment of his birth. Wow, that is that is really amazing. Uh, 
Jonathan, take us through the uh, the second door. Julian event. Yes, yes. Well, 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 if you count now, now after Mark Twain comes, that's when the, the year is eighteen sixty seven. That's the year of all these mysterious things begin happening in the land, and you know that are signs of God preparing it for what's going to happen in the twentieth century. Now, we won't have time to go into those are mysteries in the first door, but all these signs happen, and the Jewish people then start coming back to the land, and the land starts beginning to bloom again. Well, what happens if you count 50 years from that first, that year, that 1867, it takes you to the year 1917. 1917 is the next prophetic, gigantic, cataclysmic event and cataclysmic year, because now the mystery is going to break forth to the entire world. You have two empires. One empire has the land. That's the Ottoman Empire. They're Muslim. They're not going to, they don't want the Jews back. And yet, in 1917, year of Jubilee, they're going to begin to crumble. At the same time, another empire enters the, the war, and that's the British Empire, which just had a revival and has love for the Jewish people. And so as they're going to be drawn in on the other side, and as the year of Jubilee approaches, there is the, the government that's in power in the British Empire, which is it's a government that actually doesn't want the Jewish people back, they crumble. And God raises up two men, each one raised on the Bible, to world power. One is David Lloyd George, becomes prime minister. The other is Arthur Balfour, becomes foreign minister. Arthur Balfour is a born-again Christian on fire for the Lord. And they issue together the Balfour Declaration, which says, you know, the Jubilee says, in the year of Jubilee, the land will return to the people. Who owned it? I mean, the original owners. Well, in the year of Jubilee, 1917, they issued the Balfour Declaration, which says, the land of Israel shall return to the Jewish people as a national home. Well, that goes forth to the world, first time in 2,000 years, anything like that. And at the same time, in that same year of Jubilee, another Christian, who has now become general, General Edmund Allenby, leads the British troops into the land of Israel. The Ottoman Empire flees from him, and they come back. They come to liberate the land in the land of Jubilee for the first time in 2,000 years. Now, there's a number in Daniel, and it's it's a mystery number. It's a number that's given that says it's the number that that says that the one who occupies Israel or Jerusalem has to leave at the end of that that time period. That number. Now, there's a few there's a, there's fulfillments for this that has to do with days, but the number is thirteen thirty five. Amazing thing, the number all of a sudden the number thirteen thirty five starts appearing all over. Israel, all over the Middle East, all over Egypt. It comes in, it's on coins, it's on everywhere. Why? It's the number of Daniel that says the occupier has to leave. Well, it turns out on the Muslim calendar, the year of Jubilee, 1917, is the year 1335, the number of Daniel that says that the occupier has to get out, and that is the very year that the, the Muslims, the Ottoman Empire, gets out of the land, is fleeing from the land. So it's amazing. Only God could put that together. Hmm. So that is the number of the end? Yes. Okay. So what is what was Herzl's prophecy? Well, Herzl, Theodor Herzl is the father or founder of Israel, you know, for the world. Uh, he's a man who had the vision of Israel years before it happened. And Herzl... Herzl gathers together a congress of the first Zionist congress. He, he founds the movement called Zionism, which simply means the Jewish people are to return to Zion, the land of Israel. 
But he writes down a prophecy when he, after he does this. And he says, he says, in this conference, he says, I founded the Jewish state. He said, the whole world would laugh at me if I said it today. He said, but the whole world is going to know it. He says, in 50 years time, by 50 years time, the whole world will know it. Now, 50 years is Jubilee. So now, when did he say it? He said the prophecy, or he wrote it down, in 1897. Add 50 years, where does it take you? 1947. Anything significant? 1947 is the year that Israel is voted back into the world, that the United Nations, the whole world knows it. It's, it's exactly 50 years from the prophecy of Theodore Herzl. But I, somebody told me, go deeper. And I looked at the, the date on the resolution or the plan that brought Israel back into the world. The United Nations has a date on it. The date is September 3rd. Then I look back at the prophecy that Herzl wrote. Herzl wrote the prophecy on September 3rd. So it was exactly 50 years to the exact date. Hmm. So you would say, was that the mystery behind the day of Israel's birth? Well, there's more to it than that. And, and now, you know, and we, when we looked at the, you know, night 17, that's the second door. Now we're at the third door. And I'm, again, I'm just, I'm just giving, you know, like one or two mysteries of, of many that are behind each door. But no, there's, there's more to it. You see, you see, on the day that Israel came back to the world, the, the, it was proclaimed. They, they, they issued the Declaration of Independence of Israel. And, and that, at midnight that night, Israel comes back. It was May 14th and midnight May 15th. And so it was a Friday and a Saturday. Israel was born or resurrected, raised up from the dead on the Sabbath. So that means there was an, the scrolls were opened. There was an appointed word for that day. I mean, for May 14th, 1948, appointed from ages past to be read on that day. May 14th, was it significant? Amazing thing. On the day that Israel was resurrected, all around the world, the appointed word and the, that was chanted, recited around the world, was the prophecy from Amos, where God says, on that day, I will raise up the fallen tabernacle of David. I will end the exile of my people. I will bring them back. I will plant them in the land. They will. I will rebuild them as in ancient times. Uh, they will plant the land. They will rebuild the cities, and nobody will, will pluck them out of that land. It was the prophecy of the resurrection of Israel. That's appointed for May 14, 1948, from ages past, and all around the world, they're chanting the prophecy of Israel's resurrection on the very day that Israel is being resurrected from the dead. Wow. Unbelievable. Yes. What is yes. the uh, Jubilee Code? Okay. Jubilee Code is this. That, that amazing thing. God first told the Jewish people that you shall return. It was in, it was in Leviticus 25, the, the law of the Jubilee. You shall return, he said it plural, to, to the nation. But amazing thing is that in, in Hebrew, when you talk about, you know, um, when you, you write down the dates or the years, um, you don't use, you don't use numbers, you use Hebrew letters because every Hebrew letter has a numerical value. Yes. So that's, I mean, that's some mystical thing. That's exactly how they do it. Amazing thing is the first time God ever told them, you shall return, the time when he said it, he, that word, it is one word, you shall return in Hebrew, one word, which is Tashuvu. Tashuvu in, in adds up, it's four letters, it adds up to a number that pinpoints a year. And so what's the year that you shall return adds up to? 
the year 1948, the year that Israel returned to its land. And the prophecy, or the scripture says, you shall return to your ancestral possession. So it gives the very year it was all there from the beginning. Wow. Wow. What was the next year of Jubilee, and, and did anything happen there? Well, if you count, if you count uh, now, and uh, just to say, in the beyond the third door, also is the mystery of an American president, uh, Truman. That's linked to an ancient king, and there's so much. But if if you now count from, you had 1867, you had 1917. Now add 50 years, and where does it take you? What's the 50th year? 1967. Did anything significant take place? Amazing, you know, the one thing that Israel, when it came back to the land, it didn't have was Jerusalem. But Jesus said he's not coming back until, until the Jewish people are back in Jerusalem. So they, so what happens? 1967, this comes the Six Day War. And actually it was begun by the Soviet Union, the godless Antichrist Soviet Union. They, they send a false report to the Arab world that Israel's gonna attack them. False. The Arab world says we're now gonna wipe Israel off the map. They mount all around the borders of Israel to destroy it, Israel says we have to go to war. And by the end of that war, Israeli soldiers will enter the gates of their ancient city after 2,000 years. They will return home uh, in the year of Jubilee, in the year of Jubilee, the, which says everyone shall return to their own possession. They come back to Jerusalem as has to be for Messiah to come. Now, the, the thing is, the, now there's an amazing thing, I won't go into it, but it's in the book. There's something called the mystery of Masada. And the mystery of Masada, we'll just say that there's a mystery waiting on the mountain of Masada. And it, it's in ancient times, and it's a, and it actually gives you the exact day that Israel would come back to Jerusalem. I won't go through it because there's too much, but it's amazing. It pinpoints the exact date that Israel would come back to Jerusalem. But I'll tell you something amazing about this. There is a, I mean, it's all amazing, but one of the mysteries behind the, the fourth door here now, and that is that, that, you know, there's a prophecy in Isaiah that says God will fight for Jerusalem as, as the lion and the young lion. A lion and the young lion. It says he'll come down, fight on the mountain, you know, and the hill of Jerusalem. Well, that's the Temple Mount. Now, the Six Day War, Israel, this is how it happened. They weren't going to go. They weren't going for Jerusalem. You know, they told Jordan, stay out of the war. Jordan had Jerusalem. But Jordan decides to get into the war and fight and starts starts attacking Israel. So Israel sends a, 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 a colonel to lead his troops to circle the mountains around Jerusalem to protect it from Jordan. The man, the colonel who does that is named Colonel Ben-Ari. Ari in Hebrew means the lion. Colonel Lion. So here it says, the Lord will fight for Jerusalem as a lion. This his name is Colonel Lion in Hebrew. The man who's overseeing the battle for Jerusalem, he, he sends word, he's the one who sends word to say, okay, it's time to take the city. Well, his name is Arik Regev. Arik in Hebrew means the lion. He sends word to an intelligence officer who's standing by the gates of Jerusalem. His name is Ark Achben. His name means the lion. Finally, he sends word to the Mount of Olives, where there are paratroopers waiting under Colonel uh, Matagor. Now, now he's the hero for Israel, for Jerusalem. His name, but it's a very different name, Matagor. Well, in Hebrew, Gore means the young lion. So now, Colonel Gore leads his troops 
down the Mount of Olives into the gates of Jerusalem after 2,000 years. He goes to the Temple Mount. Now, the first two people in the gates and the first two people on the Temple Mount, which is the mountain of the prophecies, the Lord will fight like a lion and a young lion on the mountain. They're on the mountain, and he declares, we have the Temple Mount. The first two people is Matagor, the Colonel Gore, and his assistant, the intelligence officer, Arik Ahmed. Together, their names mean the lion and the young lion, as the prophecy says, the Lord will fight as the lion and the young lion on the mountain. And not only that, what gate did they go, did, did they go through? What gate did Israel go through to get back to Jerusalem? It was the lion's gate. I mean, who could put this together? And only God. I mean, it means these people are born with these names. I mean, their their parents are giving them these names appointed for the day of the lion. And in the oracle, it's called that. That that is that mystery is called the day of the lion. Now, the thing is, now let me. And, and it's telling you, listen. You know, when Jesus came the first time, he came through the gates during Passover as a lamb. But what it's telling you is when he comes to this Jerusalem, he's coming back as a lion. Now, now let me tell you about the Jubilee and man. This is, there's so many mysteries behind this door, but I'm just going to share this one, one, one of them. Uh, here now, the Jubilee and man. When the Jubilee comes, what happens? You hear the sound of the trumpet. You know, the trumpet sounds that everyone returns to the, or everyone returns to their possession as the trumpet sounding throughout the land. So did that ever happen? Well, when the Israeli soldiers get into the gates and they go on to the Temple Mount, they hear a sound. It's the sound of the trumpet. It's the sound of Jubilee. And why do they hear it? Well, the amazing thing is it just happens there's a guy on the mountain sounding the shofar, the trumpet. And he's not sounding it because no, he knows it's the Jubilee. He's a totally different reason. But, you know, the mystery of the Jubilee is that when, you know, when you return on the Jubilee, the land goes back to its original state. It goes back to its original state. And what is its original state? Of, what was the original state of the Temple Mount? It was originally a threshing floor that King David bought in the Bible. You read it, threshing floor. But in Hebrew, in the Bible, the name for threshing floor is the word Goren. The guy who sounded the trumpet on the Temple Mount at that moment, at the Jubilee, his name is Rabbi Goren, or Rabbi Threshing Floor. He has the same name, the guy who sounded, of the place that he's sounding that returns to its original state on the year of Jubilee. And, you know, the year of Jubilee, 50th year. The guy, Rabbi Goren, was born in the year 1917, the other Jubilee. So he's a child of the Jubilee, born to sound the shofar in this Jubilee when he turned 50, the year of Jubilee. And it's his Jubilee. And, you know, there's another name, there's another meaning to his name, Goren. And you know what the other meaning is? It is the name, it's the word, it means the horn. So Rabbi Horn, you know, now get this, sounds like the horn. But get it, he's born in the year of Jubilee, and, and a child's born, his name is Threshing Floor and Horn. And so he is appointed for his life to be fulfilled in the next year of Jubilee when he will stand on the threshing floor and sound the horn of Jubilee. Wow, wow. Oh, please open Amazing. The, please open the fifth door into the next Jubilee yes. year. What happened? Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, I'm just we're just skimming the surface of, of the Oracle because so much, but here's the thing. Now, what happens, you know, if you count 50 years, well, before it's saying that, what's the one thing that Israel never got? You know, uh, when you go, you know, you know, when a year of Jubilee, you don't just go back to your land. You get the right, you get the legal right, the legal recognition. It's recognized by the authorities, but, but the, the, na 
nations refuse to recognize Jerusalem, the only capital in the world. And that's something that is part of restoration of Jubilee. Well, it happened when America, under Donald Trump, President Trump, issued the Jerusalem Declaration, where he recognized Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. First time in modern times, first time since ancient times that any major power had ever. In fact, to find a, a parallel, you got to go back to the days of the Persian Empire, even King Cyrus. So and there's a real mystery there. I won't go into it between, between Donald Trump and King Cyrus. But here's the thing. So when did he issue that declaration? It was in the year 2017. 2017 is the 50th year, the Jubilean year after 1967. And so, and he did it within like within 30 days left of the Jubilee. And I'm sure Donald Trump is not studying the Hebrew of Leviticus, but he just did it. I mean, amazing. But let me go further with this. What, you know, what do you need for the Jubilee? You, you need, you need the, the sounding of the horn, the, the shofar, the trumpet. You know, you have the year of Jubilee, you need, you need the sounding of the trumpet. Just like you had with, with Rabbi Gorem in the other Jubilee. Well, well, what does the name of our, of the president mean in English? Trump means the trumpet. So, so God raises up the trumpet for the year of Jubilee. I mean, think about that. When did Trump come to power? In 2017, the year of Jubilee, so you got the Trump and you got the Jubilee. When, when, when at the beginning of the year of Jubilee, January, the Trump started sounding. And the, and, the, and the mystery is that the Trump shall sound throughout the land, what she did, he hasn't stopped sounding yet. And when the Trump sounds in the year of Jubilee, then the original owner gets back the right to his land. Well, that's exactly what happened when he sounded. Now, let me tell you something also, Walter, amazing, that that amazing thing, I won't, I won't go into the detail because of the time, but amazing thing, and that is that when Trump was born, he was born on Friday. That night is the Sabbath, so they open up the scrolls, and they read from the scrolls of the Sabbath. And so what? there's an appointed word. What, so there was an appointed word for the day of Donald Trump's birth, and I won't go into it. I mean, it's in the book, but for the time's sake, I won't. But the amazing thing is it's, it, that word reveals the mystery of his life. It's the mystery of Donald Trump. In fact, in fact, the guy, Rabbi Goren, in 67, when he sound, he had a trumpet, not because he knew it was a jubilee, but it's because he read the scripture that was proclaimed on the day of Donald Trump's birth. I mean, it's just too, too mind-boggling. But let me, let me tell you one more mystery from the fifth door, and then we'll go to the, the, the sixth door, which is the future. Well, the thing is that, there is a parallel in the Bible when a king, you know, he, you know, Donald Trump made that declaration recognizing Jerusalem. Well, in the Bible, so a king made a declaration recognizing Jerusalem, it was Cyrus. And when he did it, the Bible says it was after 70 years, after a 70-year period linked to Israel, a prophetic 70-year period. It, it's over, and then after that, the king makes the, you know, the declaration, or the, or the return comes. Okay, now, so could there be, could Donald, could the declaration made in our lifetime, the Jerusalem Declaration by Donald Trump, could that have come at the end of a prophetic 70-year period? Well, what happens if you go back 70 years from 2017? It takes you to the year 1947, the year Israel came back, was voted back into the world. And, you know, it starts the time clock. So Donald Trump gave the declaration at the end of the 70-year period. But I look deeper. And when you take the, the exact day that Israel was voted into existence by the United Nations on the Hebrew calendar, and you go forward 70 years, and you go to the, the day after, which begins the, the end, after the end of the 70 years, it pinpoints the day December 6, 19, 2017. Anything happen? 
It was the exact date that Donald Trump issued the Jerusalem Declaration to the exact day of the 70s. I mean, mind-boggling. And who could put that? In fact, if we knew this mystery in the Oracle back then, in 1947, we could have said that 70 years from now, there will be a man will rise to world power. He will issue a, a, a declaration a link to Jerusalem concerning Jerusalem. He'll do it in his, before the end of his first year in power, exactly about what happened. So that means it all happened that Donald Trump had to be elected. And the election, there had to be an American election just before the year of Jubilee because it was going to end before the 70th year. So it came in November of 2016. That's why it came and he had to win in order that the Trump would sound and that the 70 year mystery would come to its fulfillment. That's just a little taste of the fifth door, which are the mysteries that are happening now. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. We have to send this to the White House for sure. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I, I know he watches a lot of television. He watches Fox News, so the Fox News could be a be a target there. Yeah. What mysteries yeah, does right. the Oracle reveal about the end times? Okay. Well, when you get to the sixth door, it's going to open up what is yet to come. And I'll just mention a few things here now from it because I can't. Obviously, the same thing I can just touch on a little bit. That's there. <clears throat> the sixth door. Now, the thing is that the mystery of the Jubilee is really the the, the master blueprint of the end times because the Jubilee says that 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 you return to where you were at the beginning. You re, everyone thinks return. You know. So where was Israel? Where were the Jewish people at the beginning of the age, first century? They were in Israel. So therefore, they have to return at the end to Israel. Well, it's happened. But it's not only that. There's a chapter in the Oracle called the Dark Jubilee. This concludes part one of our interview with Jonathan Kahn on his new book, The Oracle. We will air part two of the prophetic mysteries that impact the times we are living on our next Love Savers broadcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you.